الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد when a person has some objective in front of him and he is very much deep into that objective then you'll see him and hear him talking all about whatever that purpose is that objective is day and night will be that focus anything and everything the topic will come back to it if somebody is very very deep into business and a particular line of business anything and everything will come back to that morning afternoon evening he'll be talking something about some supply and some sale and some item and something or the other because that's that's what makes him tick as we say so the same understanding we have to apply that when a person has akhirat as his direction and his purpose and objective is to connect to allah taala so then there'll be the zikr of allah taala the talk of allah taala and everything that will bring him closer to allah taala this will become his day and night occupation so who would have or can come anywhere close to this understanding of this objective and the marifat that nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam had and therefore we find his occupation we will call it was this day and night and among those things was this, these duas many of them which we have discussed over these days some of them rather but there's so much more there's no end to how many duas and how many azkar etc that are related from nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam on the different occasions morning duas evening evening duas duas at so many different moments in time in terms of all the various things that a person does in his day to day life every occasion dua some zikr something that connects one to allah taala so this is on the one side the tremendous benefits that have been mentioned in the hadith sharif some benefits of which we discussed in some azkar and tasbih duas the protection of allah tabarak wa taala and the various other bounties that come along with it but the main thing in all this is still that it brings one closer to allah taala and connects one to allah taala so in any case these are things to be conscious about to learn these duas as much as we can as many as we can and recite them at the relevant occasions so among the duas of the morning and evening that nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught and that he recited he practiced upon so in one hadith of abu daud sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said iza asbaha ahadukum falyaqul when anybody now starts of the morning so he should say what he should say then the hadith the dua is then mentioned so the morning this morning would refer to any time before sunrise from the time fajr sets in till before sunrise that is the time for these azkar the azkar that are mentioned regarding the morning this is the time in which this is to be recited that's the fadilat of it so among the duas now on this occasion nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught that he should say asbahna wa asbahal mulku lillahi rabbil alamin he starts off on that note that 
we and the entire every creation of Allah Ta'ala everything has started off this morning as being the complete mamluk and being the complete ownership of Allah Ta'ala we always have been and we are Allah's alone we belong to Allah Ta'ala the entire creation everything belongs to Allah Ta'ala the person is starting off his morning on this note that he is reminding himself he is once again putting deep down in his heart I belong to Allah Ta'ala when I belong to Allah Ta'ala I have to submit myself to Allah Ta'ala and I have to conduct myself in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased with me because I belong to Allah Ta'ala person goes to work in the morning he goes to his job and he knows I need this job if I lose this job I'm going to be in a lot of difficulty and hardship so I need this job very desperately so now because he needs the job and it's a very good paying job so now he's doing everything to try and keep in the good books of the employer to try and keep attracting his attention in a favorable way to impress him to please him why? because a job must carry on that this kind of job I won't get again now that mindset of that employee that whatever he's doing and especially when he's aware or he's conscious that that employer is watching him or this is going to be reported to him now he's going out of his way to do it better so that this person must stay happy with him so all that for dunya is easily understood that this has to be now done in that manner and try to do it better and try to keep everything in a way that now keeps the attention of the employer in a positive note so when a person has understood that I am totally belonging to Allah Ta'ala he's reminded himself and I have to do whatever it takes to please Allah Ta'ala my moth could come any day today could be the last day of my life I need to conduct myself in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased with me so now then inshallah that now is the start of the day and that's the very important part that to recite these du'as consciously so he is now making himself conscious of this reality so inshallah he'll start off on that note so asbahna wa asbahal mulku lillahi rabbil alameen then the dua continues Allahumma inni asaluka khaira hadhal yawm Ya Allah I seek the khair of this day khair the word khair literally translated is the good but it is a very very narrow translation because the word khair there is no equivalent of this in the English language there's no way to really translate it in one word one word can, can never do justice to what the word khair means so now when we just talk about goodness the good so it gives a very very limited meaning khair is ajma'u kalimatin the most comprehensive word for every good of dunya and akhirat it includes every good it's not just some good of some sort and other things are not included in it so we're asking for every good now this every good what is this every good so thereafter what is mentioned is actually a an elaboration of this so Allahumma inya saluka khaira hadhal yawm then fathahu fathahu Fataha means to open. So now one 
explanation of this is Fathahu Ya Allah, remove every obstacle out of the way So now obstacles come sometimes in dunya also A simple example and understanding of an obstacle Now that a person now has to go to work in the morning He has to reach there by a certain time And now he left for work And some obstacle came in the way The traffic got jammed up Something else happened And now he got delayed by half an hour Now he got delayed by half an hour Now the boss is upset with him He lost part of his salary Maybe they docked it Whatever Now that became an obstacle Something else became an obstacle He couldn't do the work of the day So now these are obstacles That is still the small obstacle Allah forbid some big obstacle comes In the form of some obstacle in deen He couldn't fulfill his obligations of deen Say Allah Open out all these obstacles from my way That's one fatah And fatah to open Allah you open out all the doors of khair for me So whether it is in the line of Halal and tayyib rizq Allah open those doors for me Whether it is in the matter of ilm for example Whether it is in some other dini line So fatah Then fatah also means victory so Ya Allah, you grant me victory over all my issues of the day. That I am not now left, so to say, defeated in any matter. That I tried to do some task, I couldn't manage it. I became overcome and overpowered by the forces of nafs and shaitan. Ya Allah, you make me victorious over them. That I don't get overpowered by them. And likewise, the physical enemies. So this is such a comprehensive word again. Fathahu. وَنَصْرَهُ Ya Allah grant me the help that I need in this day Nothing is going to be achieved without the help of Allah Ta'ala Now in all this a person is turning his attention towards Allah Ta'ala And this is a very crucial thing That to the extent he turns his attention to Allah Ta'ala This will uproot ujb A person got through the day And many things got sorted out He did some tasks that happen in a very good manner earned a lot for that day for example, whatever else now that can all sometimes puff a person up with pride feels good about himself this is what I did and this is all my understanding and intelligence and expertise now when he starts off his day in this manner Ya Allah I'm begging you for the help with your help everything will happen now it happened either way with Allah Ta'ala's help only but now that he himself started off the day on this note, making dua to Allah Ta'ala, I need your help. And then at the end of the day, he is now turning to Allah Ta'ala in shukr. That Allah, this dua, very sinful person like me, weak and full of faults. But Allah, you answered my dua. And you made everything so easy. And all the tasks of the day got done with such afiat and ease. This will increase shukr. Rather than he getting involved in ujub. Because now he's conscious that this was the dua I made in the morning. And despite being such a weakling, such a sinful being, Allah Ta'ala out of his grace answered my dua. Now this will make him turn to deeper shukr. And otherwise, otherwise he'll forget Allah Ta'ala and think I did everything. And it's all my doing and my achievements. And that becomes the start of a downfall when that ujub etc. comes. Then we on a very slippery slope. So, Ya Allah, you grant me the help of this day. All the things I need to do. 
in terms of my dini obligation, the dini work, and whatever dunya work I have, Ya Allah, your help I need. Fathahu wa nasrahu wa noorahu. Ya Allah, I need the noor from you for this day. This noor, iman is also referred to as noor. And the tawfiq that Allah Ta'ala blesses, the hidayat Allah Ta'ala gives somebody, that too is that noor. That noor that settles in the heart, that is the tawfiq from the side of Allah Ta'ala. Now noor is light. When that noor comes, it will enlighten his heart. And when his heart is enlightened, he'll be able to distinguish between good and bad. Because he's in light. That light within now, helps him to see what is right and do the right things and distinguish from what is not in order and stay away from it and otherwise he goes headlong into anything so Allah I need this light from you so that I can distinguish what is good for me, what is harmful this is applicable even in deen and even in dunya for that matter without the hidayah from Allah side, a person will mess up his dunya as well Deen will also get completely derailed and even his dunya will get messed up too. Because he'll be doing things which will harm himself, harm his dunya, harm everything. And it won't occur to him at that time, what am I doing? I'm damaging and destroying my own things, my own life going forward. That time it won't occur to him. Person will just recklessly carry on. Now when the damage is done, now he's scratching his head one month later, one year later, ten years later, that what I did with ten years of my life. But he himself was like a wrecking ball, just carrying on and knocking everything down. But at that time it didn't occur to him. The offik of Allah Ta'ala doesn't come, a person gets lost. That's the thing to ask. And this noor, noor is the opposite of zulmat. So if that noor is missing, then that zulumat and darknesses are all engulfing the person. And he's wallowing in those darknesses. He can't make out what's going on right from left, good from bad, just goes headlong into anything. Now, how important these du'as are. And how necessary it is that we attach ourselves to reciting these du'as very consciously. So, fathahu wa nasrahu wa noorahu. Then wa barakatahu. Ya Allah, grant me the barakat of this day. The barakat, when barakat is in something, then Barkat makes it work in his favor. Barkat makes it beneficial for him. Sometimes in counting it, it's less. When a person counts now whatever he had, Allah gave him, granted him whatever that risk was, whatever his salary came now, which is the risk of Allah So now sometimes the number was small. He counted it, whatever it was. But in that little a lot happens. Allah Ta'ala makes that little go a long way. This is a repeated experience of many a person that that little went a long way. And it's also a repeated experience of many a person that big number, he says, I don't know what happened. I can't account for it. Now that is sometimes more than another five people's salary put together but he says, I can't account for it. I don't know, it just comes at the beginning of the month and before the end of the month already is all just flown away. What happened, I can't, I can't explain. Now when the barakat is gone, then you can't explain. One is now a person can, he can explain now, okay, this happened here, 
that happened there, this is what I bought, and this is what was, was spent in. I can make head and tail out of this. Many a person says, I don't know what happened. Not that it got stolen somewhere or lost. He says, but it, I don't know what happened. So now what happens? When the barakat is not there, you don't know what happens. don't know how it disappeared. Though it was being used, he was using it, but he doesn't know how it got just, all just exhausted in no time. The point is, the thing to acquire is barakat. That's the primary thing. And we'll find that so many occasions, there's dua for barakat. Person gets married, the nikah has taken place, the masnoon dua to give the person that's got married now, dua all about barakat. Barakallahu fikuma wa baraka alaykuma wa jama'abaynakuma fi khayr barakat. Every other step you'll find there's something to do with barakat that we have been taught to ask for. So the thing that is necessary is barakat. If a person has kasrat, kasrat is the abundance, the numbers are big. But if the barakat is not in it, the bigger the number, the bigger the problem will become. And if there's barakat in it, if the number is big also and there's barakat in it, inshallah it'll become a means of big good. It'll make a, become a means of good for dunya and good for akhirat as well. And if it's a small number too, inshallah it'll go a long way. So the main thing to bring into everything is barakat. Barakat comes from what? Comes from staying away from sin. To the extent that a person stays away from what Allah has forbidden, goes about things in the correct way, goes about it with the goodness of his heart, not harming anybody, not causing any injustice to anyone. All these things put together with the right intentions a person is going about what he has to do. That brings barakat in it. So to the extent that he bring, brings barakat in it, it will become beneficial for him. So ya Allah, I'm asking for barakat. Barakat in everything. Our understanding of barakat is only confined to some material things. Ya Allah, barakat in my deen. Barakat in deen, that this becomes that the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala comes, that I am now being able to do things in terms of deen, barakat, Allah barakat in my eyes, barakat in the eyes will be what? When there's barakat in the eyes, then it will look into the Qur'an Sharif also. There's barakat in the eyes, then it will look at, he'll look at his parents with muhabbat, and every time he'll take the reward of Hajj and Umrah. If there's barakat in those eyes, then he'll look at what is in the, harm, in the way something harmful and it, he'll notice it, he'll notice it with the right eye that this is something going to give taklif to somebody. Let me bring alive a, a branch of iman. Imatatul aza anit tariq. Remove the harmful thing out of the way. Now the same eyes, somebody else password, meaning that person also had full sight. But he couldn't see that, that this is an opportunity for me to bring alive a branch of iman. But now when there's barakat in his sight, then that sight will see things in a different light. That here's an opportunity to bring alive a branch of iman. Let me move this out of the way. And likewise, that sight will become beneficial for him. Otherwise, if that barakat is gone out, because of whatever sins, etc., now that won't have any attraction for him to look into the Qur'an Sharif. He'd rather be looking into his phone. He'd rather be looking and engrossed and what? One is to look at the phone and what not on the phone. Because the barakat is gone out of the sight. Barakat is gone out of the hearing. So now he's listening to all things that are going to be further harmful for him. And then, barakat in time. A person starts off the day, he says by the end of the day, but I don't know what, 
what happened to the day? I couldn't get any work done. Started off with something and before that could finish off, already the day was over. And I had ten things all lined up. I didn't finish one thing yet. Barkat in the time gone. Barkat in work itself. That the production now, the person is engaged, but that production is not happening. So Barkat is gone. So the point is, Barkat is what is required. That comes from the obedience of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala to the extent that the sunnah is upheld, to the extent that the person's niyat is correct, to the extent that he does things with a good heart, with a well-wishing heart, all this adds to barakat in everything. So this is the next point in there. Barakatahu barakata wa huda. And Ya Allah grant me the hidayat of this day. All these things are supplementing one another in terms of the meaning. Ya Allah the hidayat, when there's hidayat, there's guidance, then hidayat from Allah Ta'ala opens every path out for him. The path of deen obviously. And likewise, it is the hidayat from Allah Ta'ala's side that opens out his worldly issues as well. With that hidayat, he can distinguish now which direction I have to walk. The hidayat is missing, he's lost. So we need that hidayat as desperately, that is the hidayat we ask for. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem, in every rakat of every salah, surat al-fatiha. We need that hidayat in every matter. So once, very concise dua, few words, but subhanallah, we can never get to the bottom of the depths of the meaning and the what depth is in these kalimat and these words of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa But it is for us to take that benefit. That benefit will not come by merely just listening about it, speaking about it. It will come by practicing upon it. So, these are simple duas we should learn. The benefit is ours. The same dua then in the evening. Amsayna wa amsal mulku lillahi rabbil alameen And then after the rest of the dua Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq That we become very conscious about these duas Practice them on their occasions Do it with a conscious heart And Allah Ta'ala make it a means of getting connected to Him Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen A'udhu billahi s-sami'il alimi minash shaytanir rajim A'udhu billahi s-sami'il alimi minash shaytanir rajim أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة والرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى سبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق من شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد من شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق من شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب 
من شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم just one reminder one muzakarah is allah taala's tawfiq that allah taala has given us this opportunity to be in his house to be making itikaf so the bounty of itikaf whether it is sunnat itikaf somebody is in nafil itikaf it's all part of a very very great bounty of allah taala so the house of allah taala the respect that is required for the house of allah taala this is tremendously great we cannot really fathom the importance of this fully we need to nevertheless totally be conscious about this all the time now what happens is that when we are in the masjid over an extended period of time one day two days three days we are conscious gradually that consciousness starts withering then and we then slowly forget where we are we forget we sometimes in the we forget that we are in the house of allah taala we're not in our homes we're not out in the street somewhere so among the things that are very very harmful is any kind of worldly talk in the masjid any kind of talk that is out of the lines of shariat that is completely a problem and a disaster so any such discussions any such things that don't fit into the line of within the limits of deen that is completely out that is a sure way of a person losing everything and becoming leaving the masjid with more sin than rewards what a disaster that would be that a person came into the house of allah taala and he had time to be there and he that opportunity to now get so close to allah taala rather than come out leaving in a way that is closer to allah taala a person leaves in a way that is more distanced away because of how the time was spent what the discussions were all about so this is very very crucial then sometimes there's whatever as far as possible as discussed there should be any phone shut off completely no usage of the phone as far as possible out of some sheer necessity some message had to be sent some very necessary thing had to be just, just spoken to somebody to that extent but as far as possible close completely but in that regard now sometimes people are seeing some messages whatever and because of all the social media things how it works now sometimes there's pictures on it pictures of animal things people's faces are there and that inside the masjid 
Now that is a very major issue. So now that destroys a person's rewards. And then sometimes Allah forbid what kind of pictures, maybe some female pictures are there. Whoa. This is a disaster of a very high making and this is what destroys our amal, this is what draws down Allah Ta'ala's wrath. Because now this is a very high level of disrespect to the masjid. The masjid is a house of Allah Ta'ala, we should forever be conscious about this. And therefore, as far as possible, we avoid any kind of idle discussions. As mentioned many times, now a person is sitting, eating with somebody, he's going to have some little talk about something within the limits of deen. But, but then, apart from that, we keep our work, we conduct ourselves with very much respect and honor all the time in the masjid. Avoid these idle discussions, keep engaged in our tilawat, zikr, tasbihat, dua, whatever the programs are taking place. And we want to sleep, we sleep. But totally avoid these idle discussions. This becomes a means of losing everything we gained. Forget losing what we gained. We go more in the red as well. Allah Ta'ala save us from that. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, subhanakallah, alhamdulillah, 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 alhamdulill